So how do you get a title for a kit car or an assembled vehicle or a constructed vehicle from the DMV? First talk about what an assembled vehicle is and also we're going to talk about whether or not it's an imported kit. Does that change anything? Well, an assembled vehicle, according to the definition from Texas, but most states are the same, is a vehicle that's assembled from component parts, motor, body, frame, as applicable to the type of an assembled vehicle. An assembled vehicle includes an assembled motor vehicle, motorcycle, trailer, any type of vehicle. So basically what's happening is you have parts that are from various vehicles that you put together to assemble into a newly constructed vehicle, right? Sometimes this is a kit that you purchase from a company that sells kits and kit cars have a different policy with EPA where you have to get an EPA certification. A fully assembled kit car are motor vehicles under the Clean Air Act and also need to qualify for emissions based on whatever type of vehicle it's representing itself to be. So let's talk about assembled vehicles first. Let's suppose that you want to create a custom street rod, hot rod. Maybe it's a um, some type of a replica of a vehicle. The biggest problem is what VIN number are you going to use, right? Every vehicle has to have a VIN number. If you're using the VIN number off of a previous vehicle, that's fine, as long as that previous vehicle, first of all, is what's used for the location of the VIN number. For example, if you have a frame and a body that you're using to put parts onto, well, technically, you're using the VIN number of that body and frame. If you don't have a body and frame with the VIN number, you have to start from scratch, construct a vehicle, and then first have a VIN number assigned by the DMV before you can go forward. Because having a VIN number is a prerequisite of getting a title. Before you can even start getting a title, you have to have a VIN number. And if the VIN number doesn't appear on any of the major component parts that you're using, the body, frame, cowl, wherever the VIN number is supposed to be, then you don't have a VIN number. You can't just take a VIN number from any old car, cut it out, and then put it on your car. It doesn't work that way. You can't use the VIN number from an engine if it's not on the body. The DMV is not going to approve that because when this vehicle goes for inspection, they're going to look at the vehicle and say, well, what's the VIN number? Right? If it's a factory installed VIN tag that's on the cowl, firewall, fender, depending on where it's supposed to be for that year, then you're fine. If it doesn't exist in that place or if it's obvious has been added afterwards, you're going to have a problem. You can't just unscrew a VIN plate and put it on another vehicle. Right? That's a federal law enforcement issue you have to deal with. So if you're making an assembled vehicle, you have to abide by the rules. For example, an assembled vehicle may not be titled or registered if it is constructed by merging two more vehicle classes, right? Now, you can take parts from vehicles and interchange them, but you can't use a frame or body of a non-repairable motor vehicle. What that means is, in Texas, they call it non-repairable. In some states, they call it junk or certificate of destruction or parts only. You can't use the body or frame from a non-repairable motor vehicle to start with to build this car around, right? It doesn't work that way because that's where the VIN number is. If you use any electrical or mechanical components from a flood vehicle, that's not allowed, right? Because they don't want these flood damaged parts to be used on another car. That defeats the purpose of a flood title. 
So they're going to search this vehicle for other VIN numbers. And if they see either a VIN number from a flood vehicle or even parts that have rust on it, they're not going to allow you to do it. If you build this for off-highway user racing, it's not going to be applicable for a title. If it's stripped out, meaning that it's just a, a chassis or a frame, that's not going to work either. Or if it uses any parts that are not compliant with safety standards, meaning that if you buy aftermarket parts that don't meet safety standards, they won't title it. So this is Texas statute, but it, very similar to most states. It says if you're the owner of an assembled vehicle that has not been titled, you're required to obtain title and registration. Prior to applying for that, you need to obtain a letter, which will determine if your vehicle's eligible and you have all the documents. We just had an issue with this uh, a few days ago where we had a client that purchased a shell of a vehicle many years ago, 20 years ago, and it was missing a lot of parts, missing an engine, transmission, doors, glass. He bought all the parts from other places and he had it all in storage, in a storage unit. And this is an old car. This was a 1960s era AMC Javelin, a sporty uh, gearhead car, if you're not familiar with it. And he bought the basic frame and, and shell of the car from one place and all the parts from somewhere else. The problem was the shell that he bought had a VIN number on the frame, on the cowl, which was ineligible for a title because it had been previously reported to a junkyard that it was junked, scrapped, crushed. In fact, the junkyard reported it that way, but they still sold it to him for parts, right? Now he's wanted to make a car out of it. Well, that VIN number is ineligible. So even if he built up that whole car back to brand new condition with parts from other cars, you can't use that VIN number. So what about just getting a new VIN number? Well, you can do that. You can go to the state, in this case, I believe it was Idaho, and Idaho will look at your vehicle and say, yep, it's a vehicle, here's a new VIN number. The problem is when you do that, it triggers an inspection that looks at what are the source of the major component parts? Where'd you get your engine from? Transmission, front clip, anything that's a major component part and there's a list of what those are. It doesn't count as a taillight is not a major component part. A tire is not a major component part. Engines, transmissions, major body panels, those are major component parts. Well, in most states, almost every state, if you file for an assembled vehicle or kit car or composite vehicle, some states call it, you have to show where you got all the parts from. The reason that they do that is to prevent chop shops, auto theft, because in the past, auto thieves, you can't sell a car without a title or a stolen car, but what they could do is steal a car, bring it into a garage, chop it up into pieces, as you've heard of chop shop, and sell the door to this person, engine to that person. So in order to prevent that and keep that from happening, the federal government passed laws that all states have to follow that says any vehicle that's a rebuilt vehicle, salvage vehicle, that has a an event that shows other parts went on this car, you have to show where the parts came from, which means you have to have receipts. Either it's a new part you bought from the dealer, from the manufacturer. If it's a used part, you have to have a bill of sale for that part with a VIN number, right? So going that route, unless you have all the receipts, like it says right here, you have provided all the required documents. Those are what they're talking about with required documents, that all the component parts have a source. So you know they didn't come from a chop shop, but the DMV doesn't know that and they're not gonna take your word for it unless you have the receipts. What about kit cars with EPA, okay? So for the EPA, an assembled car or kit car package, which meets the guidelines, will be considered to be a rebuilt vehicle 
of a previously certified configuration. What that means is if you are rebuilding a kit car that's a replica of, let's say, AC Cobra, a lot of companies make these kits, you can do that. And the reason that's desirable is because you know, if you build a modern car, 2022 car, it's got to have airbags and anti-lock brakes and a backup camera and all these safety features for present day rules. But the 69 Camaro doesn't have to have that. So if you build a kit car based on a certain year, you only have to abide by the safety for that year. However, however, regardless of the combination, the engine must be used or rebuilt. Can't be a new engine got to be a used engine that's the key the engine block and cylinder heads must be used other components may be new right valves crank pistons intake manifold headers whatever right but used means a component has been in a vehicle that has been titled in the past right rebuilt component is used if it's refurbished all emission related components must conform to that previous configuration so if you're building a 69 camaro you have to have any emissions related components for that type of vehicle they don't have to be for today's type of vehicle but they have to be for that year and model if you build a you know model a ford or a pre-war you know mercury all you have to do is abide by the emissions for that year so there's a separate thing for emissions right the vehicle weight of the kit can be no more than 500 pounds greater than the weight of the original vehicle so if you're building a kit car it can vary a little bit in weight but not by too much okay if your vehicle requires catalytic converters or other emissions components which not all vehicles will obviously if it's older than the 80s you probably don't need a, a cat but if you do need a catalytic converter it has to be new you can't put a used one on right what about the configuration? Kit vehicles must have the same transmission configuration as the original certified configuration, meaning that if it's a manual, it's got to be a manual. If it's an automatic, it's got to be an automatic. Same number of forward gears, right? Each vehicle and its documentation must be clearly labeled as to the make model represented by the original vehicle. So if you have a 69 Camaro, it has to be clearly labeled as to that, and the documentation has to match that right so a kit car assembled vehicle is a valid process to create a vehicle a lot of times it's for a classic car but it's not a way to hide title paperwork and it's separate from title you have to have the kit car approved and inspected and have a VIN number whether it's an old VIN number you're reusing or a new VIN number before you start working on a title so if you have a question about a title don't start working on a title until you have the vehicle ready but you should keep it in mind well how am i going to get a title you don't want to build a vehicle and then find out later there's no way to get a title because you don't have the major component parts receipts or something else right the production sale of automotive bodies alone chassis without chassis or engine are not regulated by epa they're not considered a motor vehicle right so you can buy and sell these parts but as soon as you make it a motor vehicle they must comply with the clean air act and you can't take them apart to evade the act that's the key they're trying to make sure you're not evading this whether you agree with this epa emissions or environmental or not doesn't matter this is what the rules are and all the states will enforce this right so if you do have questions about your particular scenario of 
well, is it a kit car? Is it an assembled car? Is it a salvage vehicle? Is it a rebuilt title? You can check out our website. We have sections about all this. Or you can call us up. You'll see the number on the website as well. Or you can email our help desk, help at cartitles.com. And we can provide some guidance. Keep in mind, we're not attorneys. We can't give you legal advice. And even though we can tell you, in theory, what the DMV is supposed to do, you may find that when you go to DMV, they may have a different opinion because sometimes the people there may not be aware of the rules. So it's important when you go there to have all your ducks in a row, have all your paperwork, and ideally, you would even have copies of their own rules because sometimes they're not tr necessarily trying to do anything intentionally malicious, but sometimes the rep that you're going to, the agent in that window, may not be aware of the kit car in your scenario, and they might need some reminders of what their own rules are. So don't be afraid to have the documents. When we prepare documents, we put full documentation with it for our clients. But if you're going to go to the DMV, don't go empty-handed. Come with everything you can so you have the highest probability of success and have your car back on the road with a good title so you don't have to worry about whether or not you can put a tag on it, register it, sell it later on down the road. Remember, we understand the DMV is hard to deal with. It's you and us versus DMV. We're on your side. And every scenario is different. So feel free to call us up and we can see how we can be of assistance.